Welcome to First Love Podcast with First Presbyterian Church, Jacksonville, Illinois, from Reverend Jonathan Nelson. He will be presenting his sermon titled, First Sunday After Christmas. You'll be able to enjoy Stephanie's special music offering after John's sermon. We pray that you have a blessed Merry Christmas and a joyous New Year in 2020. The Gospel reading for today is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 13 to 23. Let us listen to the Word of God. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt. And they remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated. He sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken by through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing in loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children, She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who are seeking the child's death are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in a place of his father Herod. He was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in the town called Nazareth, so that it might be spoken through the prophets, might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. This is the word of the Lord. Some of you may have noticed that today I do not have my Santa hat on. Well, she's right. Christmas is still going on, but the time of Santa is over. So now that we can continue to celebrate the birth of Jesus and the events following. Speaking of the events following, wasn't that a awful Christmas story in the Gospel reading about all those children that got killed by Herod? Why? Why would he do such a thing? Well, let's step back a little bit and let's look at the story. Jesus was born in humble circumstances. Uh, Basically, he was born of an unwed mother, They were, Mary and Joseph were only engaged at the time. And when he was born, was not in a nice, clean, 
building. It was in the stable or a barn where they kept the animals. They didn't have a nice bed for him to lie in. So they put him in a feed trough with the hay. Now I know some of the medical people are just about going crazy over putting a newborn baby in a feed trough. But God survived. Jesus survived. I don't recommend it, but he did survive. But it was just a quiet night. A relatively normal childbirth of a sweet, innocent baby. But yet that birth caused quite a stir. Out in the fields, the shepherds were out watching their flocks, and an angel appeared to them and told them of the the marvelous thing that had happened in Bethlehem. And then the sky was filled with angels who were praising God. And then some time later, Three guys came from the east bearing very expensive gifts to celebrate the king that had been born. And they checked in with King Herod, which would be, I think, proper protocol. But Herod was kind of a jealous guy. and He was kind of maybe a little bit insecure. He didn't want to have to worry about some baby growing up and becoming king in his place. And so he sent his soldiers out to massacre hundreds of babies. But before that happened, the angels again, they got Jesus out of there because it wasn't his time. Jesus is the one that was foretold by the prophet. In Isaiah we read, For he said, Surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their Savior in in all their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and in his pity he redeemed them. The he referring there, is God. God came to live among us. To be one of us. The birth of Jesus was the birth of a child. A human child. Who grew up and faced all of the same stuff that we face. The joys, the heartaches, the depression. Just because He was God did not exempt him from those human feelings because he was one of us. Our God became one of us. There's a song that's pretty popular, especially in nursing homes and with older folks. Um, I love to tell the story. I think it's a wonderful song. And when I go and, and do services at Lavender Ridge, Uh, which is a memory care facility. Um, We sing that song, and and people who can't really even remember what day it is can sing along very well. It's so ingrained in their memories. But that song refers to the old, old story of Jesus and his love. So is this story of 
baby Jesus just an old story? Is it just a story? Is it a complete story? It's definitely an old story, but it's definitely not complete. It's only the beginning. When we celebrate Christmas, it's like we get part one of the story, and we have to wait for part two to come around. And we'll get that in a few months at Easter. But Jesus came to redeem us. Redemption, that's a, a, a word that we use a lot in church and in religious conversations. But I'm not sure we use it so much outside of religion. Redemption is when someone buys something back. Take, for instance, a, pawn, a, a person who has something valuable and needs some money. They go to a pawnbroker. He gives them some money, and they have a certain length of time to pay money back to get their thing back whatever their precious item was. So they have to pay to redeem that item from the pawnbroker. And that's what Jesus did for us. He redeemed us. He didn't pay money. He paid with his very life. And it began on Christmas. Think about God. God is all-powerful, all-knowing, just beyond our comprehension. And yet, God became man. God became Jesus. He gave up all of that stuff to become one of us. And then when the right time came, He paid the price for us. He paid the price that we could not pay, and he didn't owe. But he did that for us. He did that so that our sin could be forgiven, so that we could be redeemed, so that we could enjoy freedom, freedom from the bondage of sin, freedom to be able to enjoy the blessings that God has given to us, freedom to receive peace and joy and love, also freedoms that we can serve God joyfully and we can be His body in our world today. But God also gives us the assurance that in that freedom, He is still with us. Just as He was with the parents of those innocents who were slaughtered so many years ago, there was no reason for them to die a lot of people like to account for um, bad things happening because somebody did something, whether it was a parent or a grandparent or maybe an ancestor far, farther or down the line. Nobody did anything to cause the death of these children. It happened. But God was with those parents in their darkest place. And God is also with us. He's with us when we feel that love and that joy, the warmth of his presence. But he's also with us when we're in the depths, when all we feel is the cold and the darkness. God is there with us. And he will give us strength 
and courage and hope. So yes, this is, Christmas is a story of a sweet little baby who was innocent and helpless, just like all of us were when we were born. But it's only the beginning of the story. There wasn't a way that um, Jesus' life could be cut short by being in Bethlehem when the soldiers came through. God took care of that. And God will take care of us as well. Jesus' time had not come yet. But it came later. And he proved how much God really loves us. God loves us enough to empty himself and to become one of us. And then to die a horrible death on a cross because he loves each one of us. Each and every one of us. And with that love is God's presence. And be assured that God is with you always. No matter what you might think, God is there with you. And he will give you strength and hope. Now may the peace of God be with you always.
adore him, Christ the Lord. Oh, Thank you for listening to the First Love Podcast. For more information about the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois, visit our webpage at www.firstpresjax.org. That's www.firstpresjax.org. Our email is office at firstpresjax.org. Dot O-R-G. The church phone is 217-245-4189. Street address is 870 West College. Children and adult Sunday school services are every Sunday from 9 to 9.45 a.m. Sunday church service starts at 10 a.m. We invite you to visit us whenever you're in the neighborhood. 